Let's take out our Bibles to Joshua chapter 3, go to verse 13. Anytime you walk into this sanctuary and you see something covered up with a tarp, you can usually guess that I'm probably the one speaking. (laughs) Joshua chapter 3, verse 13. Joshua 3, 13. We're going to be looking at crossing the Jordan. Joshua leading the children of Israel, crossing the Jordan, and the Ark of the Covenant, which is right over there, not the original one, that is a reproduction. We'll be looking at that. Joshua 3.13, let's pray. Father, thank you for this day. And Lord, I just pray that the words that are spoken here would be edifying to you. Lord, I pray for your Holy Spirit to pierce our hearts and that we may be able to absorb what you have to say today. In Jesus' name, amen. And it shall come to pass, as soon as the soles of the feet of the priest who bear the ark of the Lord, the Lord of all the earth, shall rest in the waters of the Jordan, that the waters of the Jordan shall be cut off, the waters that come down from upstream and they shall stand up as a heap. Now, Joshua 4, it's probably the next page, 3 through 7. And command them, saying, Take for yourselves twelve stones from here, out of the midst of the Jordan, from the place where the priest's feet stood firm. You shall carry them over with you and leave them in the lodging place where you lodge tonight. Then Joshua called the twelve men, whom he had appointed from the children of Israel, one man from every tribe. And Joshua said to them, Cross over before the ark of the Lord your God into the midst of the Jordan, and each one of you take up a stone on his shoulder, according to the number of the tribes of children of Israel, that this may be a sign among you when your children ask in time to come, saying, What do these stones mean to you? Then you shall answer them that the waters of the Jordan were cut off before the ark of the covenant of the Lord, When it crossed over the Jordan, the waters of the Jordan were cut off, and these stones shall be a memorial to the children of Israel forever. This happened roughly about 3,200 to 3,400 years ago. So, whenever we read these stories in here in the Bible, and these aren't just fairy tale stories, These are actual historical accounts, right? When we read these, how hard is it in our mind to believe that this actually happened? Well, for for Christians, it shouldn't be hard to believe, should it? For a non-believer, would it be hard to believe? Well, this... I have another story of something that happened that was a historical event, not in the exact same manner or not necessarily with, this, with any of the same meaning. But in 1812, there was one of the most, probably the worst earthquake that ever hit the United States. And that earthquake happened just a few hundred miles from here, down at New Madrid. And that is the event when the Mississippi River ran backwards. Have you ever heard of that? Kids, have you ever heard of the Mississippi River running backwards? The Mississippi River is one of the strongest rivers in the world, 
and yet that thing ran backwards that day. They said that the, the force was so strong that there was church bells that rang on the East Coast. The platelets of the fault line raised up. It created different waterfalls. Ships were going over. The river ran backwards for what seemed like a few hours. And it totally rearranged the landscape down there. I, was, uh, I go down there once a year with uh, Don Tucker and we eat at this one restaurant down there. And it gives a little bit of the history about it there. And that's how Real Foot Lake was formed. It just totally devastated the land there and changed everything, everything about it. Now you might say, well, that isn't anything like this. But yes, it's a pretty big magnitude, isn't it? So if that can happen, God could surely make the parting of the Jordan River happen, right? Just like he did the Red Sea. Rob's going to be teaching on apologetics of using, he's going to be using different science things on proving the validity of the Bible and God. And so uh, he told me to hit possibly on apologetics this morning. So there you have it. <laughs> right? But this is a pretty good parallel of the magnitude, right? There was over a thousand people that were killed that time in that earthquake. And they don't know the actual account because, you know, you had Native Americans and everything and the whole counting of people and everything wasn't as accurate. So that was uh, very, very devastating. So what I need from you guys this morning is I am going to need a lot of participation. Okay? You're going to get an opportunity here. First off, I need two really tall men. But there's a requirement for this. You have to be able to stand for an extended period of time and you need to be able to hold one arm up high. Do I have two men that would like to step forward and fit that bill? You don't have to be super tall. I'm 5'8", so if you're at least 5'7", five, five, that'd work. <laughs> that way I feel tall, okay? Two men. We got one right here. Let's give him a hand. How about one more? One more out of the bunch. If not, I'm going to start drafting. I am feeling like this guy right here was on my mind. Come on up. Okay, you guys' job description is really hard, okay? Justin, I want you to stand right here. And I want you to grab this right here. Well, don't grab it yet. Stand right here. Dan, you're to stand right here. Now here's your only job. Don't let me down, okay? Because <laughs> if you let me down, you'll let me down. <laughs> okay, going by the biblical account, whenever that ark gets over here, and the priests that are carrying it actually kind of pretend to step down into the water, you guys are going to grab here, and you're going to pull it back, and you're going to hold it up right here. Whenever the priest holding the ark step over here, you are going to put it back down. 
Can you handle that, guys? All right, I have full confidence in you. All right, now I need four of the biggest, well, you don't have to be big, the strongest, manliest man to step forward on the count of three. Four of the strongest, manliest men. Guys, this is a time to show off for them ladies, all right? Ready? On three. Four of you, I just know, is going to pop up. Coming. We got one coming? Hey, he, this is what I like, a guy that's willing to step up to the plate. Come on down, Calvin. Now, I need three more. Danny Gill, Luke Miller. Luke's over here grinning at me like a possum. And Mr. Nate Burgess, let's give it up for these guys. Stand right here, guys. Luke. All right. Okay, guys, do you realize what you're doing? I'm just inducting you into priesthood here. You are the Levites, guys. You are sanctified. You're, that means set apart for God's service. Are you willing to accept that? Yeah. All right, it comes with great responsibility, right? Because leadership, although it's a high position here, comes with responsibility, right? Not just with responsibility to the ark, but they have responsibility for their lives, right? And for the life that they lead. All right, guys, here's what I'm going to have you do. You're going to go over here to the ark and you're going to get into position. And whenever I tell you to come over, you will pick it up and the ark is to be carried up here like this on your shoulder and you will walk over here and you will pretend to step into the river. The river is going to go back, it's going to wall up and you will step on in and then you will stand here until I tell you not to, okay? Are you still up for the challenge? All right, Levites, go on over. Now, I just know that there is 12 really young and energetic and aggressive young men here today. And I'm going to choose you okay do you give hold it do you give me permission to choose you does the congregation say I all right Ori come on down Ori you're the anchor back here all right that's one two come on up three Go on up and sit up there. You're not young, but get up there. Four, <laughs> five, six. Oh, Frank, come on, I'll make you feel good. Seven. Bo, eight. David, nine. Come on, Mikey. Ten. 
Let's get someone from over here. Dr. Moult, you are the youngest doctor that I know. Eleven. I must be the only one. <laughs> and John. Oh, no, no, no. Carlin, 12. Now, you guys are going to have to back up here a little bit. Because we've got to give these priests room to get through. Got to, oh, you're right here. All right. Just humor me. I'm a pretend kind of guy, okay? Okay. You guys are up for the challenge, right? You're young leaders. You're tribal leaders, right? Ori, did you know you were a tribal leader? I didn't know you that. didn't know that? <laughs> Isaiah, did you know that? Whenever asked about his leadership skills, Nelson Mandela said, well, I would watch my dad. And he said, in their tribal council, they would sit around in a circle. And he said, my dad would wait for all the other council members to speak. And then after he was done, after they were done, then he would speak. And he said, I learned good leadership skills by letting the rest of the group speak. And then I could take in information and use that and make intelligent decisions. And so that's one of the things that helped to make him a great leader. All right. That was a teachable moment number two. So, the priest, go ahead and raise it up, guys. Are going to put that on their shoulders? They're going to come this way. Now, whenever you guys help me, whenever the water walls up, you hoop and holler and shout and clap, all right? Pretend to step in the water. You guys raise up and go back and it's walling up. Yeah. Step on into the water. Right there. Right there. Are you guys all right? Okay. Now, we got to be able to get to this. Okay, now I need these 12 leaders, one from each tribe, to come over. And the Bible says they were to pick up a stone out of the, out of the riverbed, put it on their shoulder, and to come over here on dry land and set it down as a memorial. So guys, if you would go ahead and do that. Guys, go ahead and cheer. Not, not those, not those, no. All right, thank you guys, you are super leaders. Such a good-looking bunch of men. You guys all right? You guys are the manliest men. Okay. So they set these over as a memorial, right? 
What do you mean a memorial? This should remind them about what God has brought them out of, right? How God brought them from wandering around in the wilderness, crossing the Jordan over to something better, right? It can also mean to us the old things that we didn't need or wasn't good for us, us deciding that we don't want that anymore and crossing over from that and laying it down up here. And this is what God had brought us out of, right? It could also mean our salvation. So see, right here is the Ark of the Covenant. You know what this points to? This points directly to Jesus. This points to the cross. Because what Jesus did on the cross, just like rolling the waters back, is holding back for us and giving us an opportunity for something, right? It's given us an opportunity for salvation. It's given us opportunity for a better life. This right here represents opportunity. Now, whenever these guys go forward, this water is gonna roll back, okay? So you guys, priests, go forward and set it down here. The water is going to come back and go all the way over. Oh, there was one thing in here I didn't put. Joshua had set up these 12 stones at the priest's feet. Now, in Joshua chapter 4, verse 9, later on, it says, Then Joshua set up 12 stones in the midst of the Jordan in the place where the feet of the priests who bore the Ark of the Covenant stood. And they are there, here to this day. So Joshua, while they were still standing there, had placed these rocks right here, there. When the ark went over and they set it down, guys, thank you very much. You are the manliest men. Thank you, guys. When the ark went over, the water come back down and covered these up. I had never really thought much about these other 12 stones that Joshua had put under here. Because the water then come back over and covered them up and they were never to be seen again. Water, this water, the River Jordan, if you break Jordan down into the Hebrew form, the first part, Jor, means spreading or to spread. The, the second part, Dan or Dane, means judgment. Spread judgment. So whenever the ark moved away and the protection of this moved away, then the judgment came. What about these 12 stones that are still left under here? These 12 stones that are under there could represent the ones who have not chosen to serve Christ. The 12 stones over here can represent the ones who, when given this decision, have made a decision for Christ. These stones here, the Bible says, 
when this was written, that they are still there today. And it is very, very likely that those stones are still in the bottom of that riverbed somewhere. We want to make the right choice of choosing to be that stone and not this stone, right? We want to choose to, if we need deliverance from something, whether it be, you know, drugs or drinking or gossiping or being mean or foul, we want to choose to be delivered rather than to stay in this miry muck, right? So, there was teachable moment number three. We're going to be doing communion today, and if the musicians would go ahead and come on up. If you've never made a decision for Christ yet, that Jesus is the bridge, and he's still holding that back so that you can choose the right path. It is our prayer that you have been blessed as you've listened to this message. If you would like to become a partner with this ministry, please contact us here at Orchardville Church. You can visit our website at orchardvillechurch.com or you can contact us by phone at area code 618-835-2677.